Welcome again, fiends and friends, to another podcast involving uh, this uh, lovely crew of ADHD-addled people. Hey, what the fuck is up, bitches? That's Miss B, and over here... How you doing? That's, that's still Miss B. We're trying to get Tom to say something. <laughs> Words! Still squirrel! You. Oh, squirrel, okay. We got squirrel from Tom. <laughs> and uh, today, okay, though this is another I don't know, episode... I'm manic. Right now, man, this is a good ass fucking film. I'm uh, vibing. Uh, thank you, Tom. Then Tom brought us up on this one. This is uh, his suggestion. We kind of watched one film, and then part way through the week, we realized we couldn't do that film, so we, he threw us a curveball. I did not have to fucking rewatch goddamn Human Centipede. <laughs> Calm down, everyone. We watched Human Centipede for nothing. We are. Ooh, oh, people are gonna have this like in their earbuds. And good are, for them. They are, can fucking get their shit rocked out. We are blowing out eardrums here. Uh, <laughs> this is another episode of Cinematic Anarchy. I didn't even get to say our Welcome name. Welcome the fuck back. Ah, didn't even get to introduce us. This tells you how unorganized we are sometimes. It's Stay beautiful. Fucking lovey. It is fucking beautiful. Uh, and no, we, disorganized much? Let's be honest, between the recording and watching of this film, there has been a total of how many hours? What, one, two? Yeah, yeah. It's been a little bit. Exactly. We, we got the excitement, we're going. Let's just get going. Okay. Pair fucking patter. So I'm going to go ahead and read our brief uh, summary, brief synopsis uh, of the film from IMDb. We are going to be uh, talking about the film RRR today. A... Uh, Indian film that, honestly, it, people have been raving about it all over Dude, the world. Dude, this shit exceeds every expectation. Like, th this is on some fucking Zack Snyder fucking Justice League ass level fucking shit for, like, half the cost of what they that their budget was. Not even. Like, a quarter like, of it. I think they were saying it was like uh, $45 million. million. Dollars, okay. If I'm not mistaken. Roughly, so... Roughly. It, 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 in, ru though, in rupees, I believe the currency is. The budget was uh, th three billion five hundred million rupees, <laughs> <laughs> which translated to about forty-five million U.S. dollars. I don't know how that is in pounds. You want to translate for that? You want to translate oh, pounds for us? That, that's effort. Fuck no. that, no. Shillings. <laughs> Transform it into shillings. shillings. Come on, shillings. Hey, Penny. I don't even think that's possible anymore. I have no idea. You know what? Who cares? Okay, so reading the basic uh, plot here. It is India, 1920, determined to reunite Molly, an abducted Gond girl with her mother. The tribe's fearless defender, Bahim, sets foot in vast Delhi using a new identity. But the British have the population under their thumb. As a ruthless governor, uh, Governor Scott Baxton... Uh, and trusts Rama Raju, a hard-as-nails police officer with a vital task. Work undercover to ferret out an unknown Gond warrior known as the Tiger. And before long, Bahim and Raju have a chance encounter at an ancient site, and they are immediately bonded. However, the two bosom friends embark on a peril-laden rescue mission in Delhi's bustling streets, utterly unaware of each other's true identity. Pressing questions arise. What happens if one of the mighty champions blows his cover? In the battle royal between fire and water, who could win? 
Okay, so this is one of the Wikipedia fucking descriptions, but goddamn. Okay, so these uh, guys are trying IMDb. to rescue... IMDb. IMDb. Okay, okay, IMDb. I don't go on Wikipedia. These guys are trying to rescue this little girl that was abducted from their village, and the British Empire had tricked their mother into thinking that, like, she was... I don't know, playing a game or, or like, doing some kind of fucking, like, trade or some shit, and... Well, they gave her a couple of coins for her daughter. They took her daughter, and immediately, like, as soon as, like, the, the people in the village realized that they, like, had just purchased the little girl, only because she had talent for the, the henna tattoos and... Singing. S- s- Angelic-ass fucking voice. God damn. The whole beginning of the film, basically, she's on her... Sh- but the entire fucking village goes up in arms the second they realize that this little girl is being taken away by the British Empire. They kill their mother. Uh, they kill her mother in front of her while she's, like, stuck no, in this fucking car. not killed. You remember... Spoilers! We Okay, spoilers. spoilers. Remember, the end of the movie, she's reunited with her Okay, that, okay. Yeah. She didn't get killed, but she got fucking bludgeoned. She got fucked up. Bludgeoned. But this dude, he fucking... Uh, there's... Uh, what, two guys? Two guys. They go head over heels, undercover fucking, like, wrecking shit, trying to save this little girl from the British Empire. And fucking, like, oh my god, okay, this is on some (laughs) Zack Snyder fucking level. I'm just listening to you try to piece this together. Like, it's, there's so much to, like... (laughs) Put into it, goddamn! Like I, I it's like my my brain is going a million miles an hour, and like this, is, I didn't I didn't think I would be in, this invested in this film, but god damn it! Like, it was a it's, three it, hour, five minute this film, is going on and like, my I didn't top feel it. Five favorite films uh, in recent memory, yeah. I mean, at least the past past ten years, this is probably like up there, number two. This is. This is going on my top five favorite films. Thank god you, Tom. Damn. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Okay, so fucking so, appreciates the shit. Out context. Of you. To give context to what Ms. B is talking about, so obviously a, do- a, a child from a village gets taken by the British Empire. Beam, who is one of the main characters of the movie, him and his like merry gang of men go undercover in a sense, pretending to be labour workers and all that sort of stuff, trying to get information, trying to rescue this kid. And in doing so, they have to sabotage the British Empire in many different ways. Uh, Raj, I believe it's Raj. One sec. I believe it's Raj. I think. Yeah. Raj. I'm correcting myself. Ra- Raju. Raju. He uh he basically. They basically he's doing call a him Ram the entire his movie. Own village. No, no, Ram's the actor. I'm not. If I'm not mistaken, they call no, him the, Ram the couple times. Yeah. In the movie. No, the character's name is Ram. So they they nicknamed him. It's, it's Raju. There's a whole name. It's pretty lengthy, but they they nicknamed him Ram the entire movie. Like. Several times. Uh, it's, probably because of, it's probably because his middle name is Sitarama, I believe it is. Right. Perhaps, okay. I don't know. That's probably why they called him Ram. But he basically is doing a similar thing for his village where he's trying to get weapons, but he's gone a completely different route. He's gone the long shoot. He's pretended to. He's infiltrated the British military, trying to get up as an officer to eventually steal weapons and give them to his village. In this process, obviously. Beam is doing like terrorist sort of acts against the British Empire to try and find this girl and free the Indian people who were enslaved at the time. And basically, it's become a thing where Scott Buxton, or obviously Ray Stevenson, 
basically is like, all right, Ron, you're going to go find this person. He's like, all right, I'll do it, but I've got to be undercover. Obviously, in the situation, Beam and Ron meet. They somehow become friends in saving a child from an explosion, and then the movie just kind of expands from there. And it's such a great story of twists and turns, and there's secrets behind there's some so, doors. And there's so it many, just, like, backstories and shit, and it gets so in-depth to, like, the different lives of the people involved in this, like, overall story. You're, you're like, like, sorry. I'm just trying to say you're not projecting too well, Miss B. You're, no, you're, oh, am I not? No, uh, not at all. Apologies. <laughs> Get that energy. Ah! Okay, okay. Don't let the fire water drag you down. You got to get that. <laughs> no, but like, the, like water. part of part of Ram's backstory, part of Ram's backstory that you see later on in the film, is his village was attacked by the British. Him, him, and his father were the only two people left alive. He has one single bullet, and his dad basically tells him, "Shoot me, make an explosion to kill them all." Yep. Right. And that's what he does. He his dad walks up to the military and just says, "Like ready." Aim, and and he's literally Fire! He's got the bits where he's like loading the bullet, and it's such a good and, and fucking like, scene. Load, 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 aim, shoot. Load, aim, shoot. That's how it was translated into English. Right. No, it was it was translated into English. It was dubbed in English the same way. It was load, aim, shoot. But uh, like the second he said aim, he threw off this shawl that he had covering him and fucking, like, it was this whole, like, dramatic fucking, like... He had basically TNT lining his back, yeah. which they couldn't see it, it in front. Was, it was a suicide mission. Because he had just watched his mother die, his brother die, and then... He was trying then to save the rest of his village and, He helped like, his father sacrifice out, himself. He, he was trying to save the rest of his village and take out the entire fucking, like, armed forces that were infiltrating. Right. It was from the scene where the uh, Molly's mother mm. gets bludgeoned by that tree trunk. From there on, the movie just steps on the gas and does not let up on the brutality of the storytelling till the very end. It's so fucking captivating. There, there's not a, there's not a moment where it lets off the gas at all. I was about to say, but don't take our word for it in terms of it just being a brutal film, because the music, the choreography, is phenomenal. Dead ass. You can't deny that. So I already know this. Actually, won. Like you can't take your eyes away from it. No, so it actually has. This film is the first Indian film, to my knowledge, to win a Golden Globe. Really, I and an, I believe it was an Oscar actually. Genuinely, but it, it stayed. It won it. It won. Yeah, so it won an Oscar for its best achievement in music written for motion picture for original songs, and the song was Natu Natu. Not and gonna it lie, is such I cried a couple a times. A good fucking song. Not gonna lie, I huh? cried a couple times. No, oh. and what did you cry yeah. about? I, I'm curious. Everything. Honestly, <laughs> what was I, the, where did the tears come from? I, I'm still a little wavy, so like my memory is a little shot. Well, but I know I cried a couple times through the film, and fucking like, I I, I don't know, dude. Like, I didn't think I would be this invested when you recommended it last night. You recommended. Yeah. It. I didn't get to watch it till about breakfast time this morning, and I'll be I honest. I woke up at 
fucking 8 a.m. this morning and I was like, okay, I need to watch this fucking film. And then I looked at it and I was like, fuck, it's a three-hour fucking movie. I'll be honest, when I started it, I was on my phone and I'm just kind of popping my head up. And Same! The, the tree trunk caught me and I was watching a little hard, but I hadn't put my phone down quite yet. And this initial scene where there's that mob in New Delhi and they, or yeah. just Delhi, New Delhi, 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 one of the two. And they send, or didn't even send, Rom just goes out into what? the crowd after this guy that drew a rock and the picture of, I'm guessing, the king at the time? Yeah, I believe it was the king, yeah. And they said, they told somebody to go out there and catch that guy, and he just basically takes out the fucking crowd. Like, levels <laughs> the He's just like, bitch, I don't give a fuck. And just goes in it like a unit. On his own. That's some fucking, like, Superman shit. Like, everybody <laughs> else The best part about back. that scene, the best part about that specific scene, is he comes back in, just wets his face, grabs a new baton, and just stands there like, you guys didn't do shit. Dead ass. Right. Like, okay, so... Oh, and they just stay, they're like, oh, fuck. Favorite scene. Favorite scene? Favorite scene. Are we at that point already? Uh, I'm pulling it out now. Why are we at favorite scene already? Uh, because I can't wait. You can't wait? I the can't naughty, wait. The naughty, naughty dance. Why don't, why don't you tell the us naughty, your naughty, naughty dance. I can't choose. There's three. You, okay, then say it. I mean, you got three favorite no, scenes. No, I want you guys to talk about it first. Three fa- oh, you want us to talk about I already it? Said, I already said the Natu Natu dance scene for me, that whole sequence where the British guy is being mean to uh, Beam and, he, and then and, and just comes out and show him the fuck up. Yeah, and he's just like, not flamenco, not salsa, my brother. Personally, Do you know? Personally, my favorite scene, if, if we're going to really get into it, my favorite scene was the initial onslaught on the castle that Bahim led with the entire barrage of wild animals mm-hmm. that they had been taking care of. Just that initial scene from the point that he enters and, and he just basically throws himself into the fray with all these animals attached to the very end yeah. when Rom catches him and basically says... Surrender now if you want to make sure that Molly stays alive. You know? You know he didn't want to do that scene. He really didn't. Like, not that scene, sorry. That that particular capture. You know he didn't want to do it because it was almost heartbreaking. Like, that's my best friend. Yeah. Exactly. He knew... But then that also brings... He knew he couldn't give himself up. Beam's... No, but Beam's whipping scene. That... That one actually did make me cry. I will openly admit that that was an Im- the fact he did not no matter how hard the empire tried he, didn't he put did his knees not to the fall ground. to his knees no no he used his arms to keep himself from falling down he would not bend he the refused knee. and can you I mean can you he was they were trying to force him to bend that his knee that takes unbelievable him. amounts of strength perseverance not just strength not like just not just physical but emotional. Exactly. You know? Okay, so I have three favorite scenes. Okay. One of them you already talked about the the whole scene where like they're bringing in all the the wild animals and that they're like that fight scene. Okay. When he flips the, the British soldier over his shoulder, and then the fucking Giz- uh, Giselle. Giselle, yeah. Giselle fucking rams into him. And impales him. Impales the fuck out of him. That <laughs> oh, made my heart flutter. 
Is that the is that the British soldier that initially thought he was going to attack him yep. after throwing Molly back into the building? Yep. That guy. Oh, that guy was an asshole. And <laughs> I didn't like him at all. There was the scene <laughs> where he and his best friend were like, dude was on his shoulders, and they were having that whole fucking chore- choreographed fucking fight scene. Right. And like they they fucked a lot of people up with dude on his fucking shoulders. The fuck. <laughs> I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, when that I texted you guys in the middle of that stupid scene... Stupid amounts of fucking strength. I, I, I basically said this is like the human centipede fight scene. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about Rom's, like, Robin Hood vibes? When he got that bow and arrow and he was just... That, that, was, like the last, that was the last one I was talking off. about. I was going to bring up, like, the, the whole fucking, like... The revolution scene, The basically. revolution scene where, like, fire's bursting and dude's fucking, like, taking people out with his bow and arrow. And We're talking like, the end of the movie, too. Yeah, that's on some fucking, like, yeah. apocalypto shit. I... I like the I like the bit where he shoots the arrow into the tree. And then and kicks it like into his fucking face! Yeah. <laughs> it's like it gets so close to the I soldier's scream. eye, he like, turns his head like, Oh, thank God that didn't hit me. And then and then Rob just kicks it right through into the side I, of his head. I like, saw oh, that okay. shit. And I was like, oh, damn, he got fucking lucky. Like, and dude kicked it into the fucking tree and bust his to, eye out. And I was like, oh, my God. I have to change my mind. I have to change my mind. Another one of my favorite scenes. I have to add to it. Maybe second favorite scene. It's, we play the movies in the background while we're trying to discuss things. Bahim, the initial scene where you're introduced to him and you see him running through the forest trying to trap this tiger. Mm. Right? Oh, and it becomes yeah. a battle between him, the tiger, and a wolf that's coming at him because of the... I, I'm not sure what kind of concoction, whether it was like a concoction of blood was, or something like, else. Yeah, it was kind of like a... Uh, like It was like a pheromone sort of thing to attract the tiger, basically saying that there's prey here. Yeah. So but they call Ram the hunter, they call him the tiger. Through uh, the nicknames they gave yeah. them through the movie. Uh, Bean just. But this, Bean this, showed this combines, some immense like, fucking strength. No. This combines fucking, like, Apocalypto, fucking. Like, a Justice League shit, but fucking. Hercules. Like. If you. Go ahead. You, you finish up. I was going to say I, something. I don't know how to explain it. It's just, like, it's so fucking well made on such a low budget. This right here has Tarzan vibes to it. Like yes! The- <laughs> yeah. Tarzan. Yeah. So I like, um, just the, just like, just the show of Bean's strength. Right. Like, the, the scene where he, the British soldier's driving at him on his motorbike, and he just, like, kicks him off, like, kicks it, flips it, and then just throws it. Like, it's like, Jesus. He pulls a Matrix ship between the fucking... He didn't just throw it. He was doing like a a discus throw with a thing where he was swinging it around, knocking people over. Then he brought it up over his head. That's some Mortal Kombat shit with the fucking, like, razor hat. Oh, right, 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 right. Mm -hmm. But no, this dude just fucking pulled some Matrix shit with the fucking... uh, Trying to jump between the, the tiger and the wolf. Oh, right, he waited that timing where he t- the tiger was coming at him, the wolf he was coming at him at the same shit. time, and he just leaned back Neo-style and let Get these ass. two go at each other. <laughs> I, like, but those two those two show some immense fucking strength throughout the film, both of them. Honestly, did. most American films, unmatched to this shit. I can't think of a film that I've watched lately you guys have brought up, or things that I've watched on my own that I, I enjoyed as much as this. I have not been this invested in a film... 
in a since martyrs. Martyrs, yeah. I'm just here, like I'm just here, like wiping my shoulders because it's like I told you guys this was good, and you were all skeptical and shit. Like, no, this was a good last. I finally fucking watch it. Boom. This was a good last minute fucking. He mentioned about four times before to us, and we didn't really. Oh yeah, we should watch that sometime. Uh huh. We should watch that sometime. We Honestly, didn't... never. I was adamant to watch this fucking film, and he's like, I don't know. You just kept putting it off and putting I, it off. This Honestly, is my opportunity. I'm not gonna I lie to you. Seized it. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to you, sweetheart. It never processed in my brain. Oh, it processed several times to me. I mean, I've it, looked through the Never processed it in my brain. I looked the movie up. It was in my queue, and it wasn't in mine. It was in mine. I mean, I, I, I've, I've heard about it. Like, God fucking damn! Here's the Hercules moment right here. I, mean, I, I love pose. it. Oh, good lord, calm down. I can't remember. People I just put earbuds in. We don't want to blow their heads We don't want to blow their eardrums out. Some people like the masochism. I, All right. Favorite favorite musical scene, but like musical number scene. There's only two. No, there's not. There's more. There's but there's more than three. There's like three I don't know. Wait, did I miss a couple? There's first scenes? the big, the beginning scene where Beam and Ram meet. That 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 was mine. Okay. Natu Natu. So the These whole are the three wait, no, romance scene. And at the end, yeah. Okay. And then so also Natu the Natu end was scene. Mine. I mean. Huh? Natu Natu was my I mean, favorite. I think we're all in the same boat where it's it's that particular scene. Basically because it no, fit no. in the context of the story and they were able to... It, I, it I, fit. Like, Natu Natu is a bop and I vibe with it and I fucking love that shit, but... The, the, the dance was phenomenal. The dance was, absolutely. But that first scene where, like, uh, dude fucking, like, he shows up, the Englishman. Yes. Yeah. And like fucks his shit up. And... Yeah, if the Fuck dance you. on YouTube. Out. That's exactly. The, that is the same thing though. That's the scene we're talking about. Is it? Yes. Was that not too not too? It's it, no. I I, I I like it when when the girls are like, no, Jake, I'm tired of your bullying. Pushes him away, and then she grabs their suspenders and just like lets them go and goes, go. And then <laughs> they do just, a whole suspender dance yeah. from there. <laughs> Yeah, it goes so fucking hype from that bit. It's so good. And then me and Chris actually touched on this earlier in that same scene, how they get everyone to do this dance and, like, it windles down and windles down to the point where he's just Beam and Ram. And then this is, like, a proper bromance moment because, obviously, all the girls are cheering for Ram except for that one British girl who's cheering for Beam. And then Ram, like, sees her because... Obviously, she knows Beam like, wants her. No, 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 no. So he does this. He pretends to have like a leg fucking spasm what to let Beam watching? win. <laughs> I don't know. My broken brain is. Okay, I think you need to slow right. down on the fire water for a I minute. I think so. <laughs> Just for a minute. I got water. <laughs> but no, but yeah. So, so yeah, Ram lets Beam win this dance because like it was very evident both of them two with their. Stamina, strength, all that. They could have gone for fucking days probably during that dance. Definitely. But but Ram was like, I'm going I'm to let you have this one. You know, you can get the girl. Bro moment. Oh, no. So, again, we have this playing in the background. And I forgot. So you were talking about that British soldier that got his ass kicked by yep. the, the antelope. That he got basically impaled by. Yep. 
I forgot that there was an initial scene in the beginning, the motorcycle scene, where that particular British soldier beat the living shit out of him. With a, it looked like yeah, a wooden but, snake or something. But, but, no, it was, uh, no, it was, he was beating him with his ass with baton, I believe. Oh, no, because no, no, he was no. trying to, uh... It's a, it's a hose. Basically, it's a hose with metal brackets oh, yeah. on it. That he was basically yeah, yeah. No, whipping him with. Beam, Beam didn't fight back because he was trying to stay undercover. Because if he fought snake. back, he'd have killed that British Bracket. soldier very uh, quickly. Metal, uh, a hose with metal brackets. Yes, I called it a metal snake for some reason. My, Basically. You're, you're the one having a drink here, and I'm the one who's lost my mind. Say uh, lovey. Say lovey. So, before we talk, uh, we're, we're going to take a quick break, and then we can talk a little bit more about the movie. But before we yeah, get I there, I just want to mention the very beginning of this. The very first frame before they get into the movie, is basically them explaining that these are two historical figures that never actually met, but this is sort of a what-if if they did meet, right? But they also yeah, want to explain at the very bottom that they didn't want to offend anybody or, or hurt anybody's feelings or this, that, and the other thing. And the first thought in everybody here had is, if you watch this fucking movie, the only thing, the only person that they could possibly offend with this movie are, are white, white people. people. That's it. Just white people. <laughs> yep. So basically, if because you're a, we uh, fucking suck. If you're of the bleached Caucasian descent and you're watching this movie at our recommendation, realize that the British Take Empire. It with a if you're racist, you shouldn't watch it. The well, the British Empire of 1920 was rather brutal to the people that they were conquering. Oh no way. No way. No way. Uh, uh, I mean, I mean, you guys can say that all you want, but if we still owned your ass. Your country would be a such better place. Oh, would the, it? The only reason. Hold on. Let me. Let me. Just... No guns. Free healthcare. We're not. We're, we're not. We're not going to get into this right now. Sorry. This is some tea time with honey shit. Outside of the accent, sir, we are one and the same. The only difference is that we are just British people and people of European descent that said we're not going to put up with the shit and we're just going to be over here. It did. It... No. No. <laughs> firstly, also, Queen Elizabeth firstly, was a bitch. Fucking. No. No. no okay. Firstly. Stop. You spell, you spell and pronounce words wrong. Yes, we Gun do. violence is a high. Yep. You have, you had, you had a Cheeto for a president. Yep. You don't have free healthcare. Yep. Your tax system sucks. Your yep. employment rate sucks. Yep. We are um, number twenty-two. We're part of that is twenty-two. We're twenty-two. <laughs> we are not. At, we are not claiming that we are good at anything at this point. So what I'm I saying, if, if if Britain still owned you. You might be better. <laughs> Possibly, but also, fuck the queen. Look. Hey. Hey. She do- she's dead. That's, that's a bit Exactly. Don't but speak she was- ill of the dead. Stop. <laughs> Stop. 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 Yeah. Stop. Stop. I, c- I could tolerate that if she was alive, but not not now that she's dead. Say fuck the king instead, because we all agree that. Fuck the king. Fuck the dead. king. Fuck but- the queen. Stop. Stop. Fuck the royalty. Eat the rich. Drink some I, fucking water, you thirsty bitches. Moment, we're going on break. This isn't over. What are you? You're, you're giving the, your your tagline for the end of the <laughs> podcast. What are you doing? We're going on break. I have to pee. We're gonna take a quick break to let her sober up, and we'll be right back. <laughs> sober up. This is two chicks talking flicks, where we review movies. We try to dig deeper and go more in depth. For and profound for me. Yeah, um, for me, 
I'm just like, what? We even bring up relevant topics. I remember from Punky Brewster <laughs> that you don't go inside the fridge. No, you- and we're here to have those tough conversations. Mm-hmm. And she was wearing a white dress. which was very- Huh? It was yellow. So if this sounds like the podcast for you, please enjoy new episodes every Tuesday. All right, bringing it in to the second half of the podcast after our sponsors or uh, Fucking NPR shit! Speak for themselves. <laughs> anyway, Miss B over here, we tried to give her some time to sober up. Not I'm a little wavy. Not enough time in the world, I don't think so. No, apparently not. No. Okay. So, after uh, raining all that praise down on uh, the, the movie that we watched, RRR, and of course, uh, Miss B raining down the fuck you to every... Fuck you, everyone! Yeah. Some serious fuck yous. If there are Let's literally... Let's get fucked up and die! If there are literally any people, white people listening to the podcast at this point... We, we suck! We love your, you Caucasians, and in all honesty, you Do have we? a... Oh, we love some Caucasians. Do we? we? We do, some. The well, good ones. I mean... The Tom, good ones. Tom, right here. Tom. 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 Tom, you. Tom's being very quiet. Your family, my family, <laughs> his family. Uh, Let's get fucked up and die. Oh, my God. Uh, really? <laughs> I'm speaking okay. figuratively, of course. And do what you want, I, like I guess. Like the last time I committed In- suicide. <laughs> Social Insert suicide. help me sign right now. Okay. Jesus Christ. Anywho, let's get into the pitch storm. Yes, we'll get into Tom's favorite part here, the pitch storm. Hey. The pitch storm, yes. And uh, we have wow. uh, done our pre-deciding of two actors, no matter what the plot, that have to fit into this film. And Tom, your choice? Idris Elba. And Nico, your choice. Honestly, I forgot his name already. <laughs> This is your pick. I know, your but it's pick. so hard to pronounce. Charlotte. Coughley. Charlotte. Charlotte. No. Charl. Charlto. Charlto. He could be Charlotte. I don't know. Charlto. It's not Charlotte. Charlto. Can I just call him Charlotte? No. Charlto is no, too hard it's to. No. Charlto. Copley. Okay, fine. Charlto Copley. Charlto Copley. Charlto Copley. God damn, he is a fucking. He is a fucking beast at what he does. That's no pun intended. He was in the beast. God damn it, he was. Is it weird? Is it weird? He kind of gives me like um, a hard on. Oh, what's his fucking no? Get a little wood from his name. No, just look at him. No, no, look at him. Look at Christian Bale. I guess yeah, he looks a little. It could be related. It could be related. With all the noise. I am sorry. I needed a piece of gum. You're going to be chewing the rest of the podcast? Oh, great. How do you keep gum quiet? (laughs) Gum almost requires you to chew out loud. Just... No, no. It's a horrible sound. I'm a quiet chewer. Okay. But yeah, he uh, he gives me Christian Bale vibes. Like, for sure. Okay. I mean, I guess I can see that a little bit. I mean, it... His hair is a little long, and he he looks a little more like Christian if Bale you're has a Christian certain look. Bale and fucking the the machinist. I guess yeah, possibly. He like because this guy's like rail thin, like right? really thin, really thin. Okay, so no, but he, no, it's just the way that like he interacts. He actually with has built up at all. 
it's just the way that he interacts with his surrounding characters and fucking, like, his whole personality in The Beast and fucking, like, the way he interacts with... Idris Elba. The, the, the way he... Portrays this, like, undeniable understanding between him and wildlife. Okay, okay. I fucks with that shit. I haven't actually watched The Beast yet. Oh my god, dude! It's free on Prime now. Okay, okay. I'll have to watch it then. You definitely need to. There's several movies I have to sit down and watch, but I've been so it's busy with regular it. life lately. It's fucking worth it. Regular life has been kissing, kissing, kicking me in the ass. I feels that <laughs> has not been kissing me in the ass because <laughs> uh, that's a I whole different can kiss thing. Kiss my ass. That's a whole different thing. Uh yeah. Well, I guess sure. <coughs> I mean, yeah. No, you definitely fuck everyone. And kiss my ass. Apparently, absolutely. All in one podcast. Okay, but you definitely need to watch that. Okay. Okay. So pitch storm. Pitch storm. Here's the premise to our film: a satanic cult that can't find a virgin to sacrifice falls in love with a dangerous bad boy uh, so I'm guessing the entire cult somehow falls in love with a dangerous bad boy and Dave Franco no Shelto is part of the cult Idris Elba is the bad boy I fucks with it Okay. I'm here for it Okay, so Charlto is part of the cult. Idris Alba is the dangerous bad no. boy. Charlto is the leader of the cult. Leader of the cult. Okay, wait, so wait. he leads. On the cult. some fucking wait. like uh, uh Michael, Michael Sarah's the virgin. <laughs> they can't find a virgin to sacrifice, so they're the virgin that. Oh no! So the entire movie okay, they're hunting down. So the down. virgin that the cult wants to sacrifice, Anya Taylor Joy. Okay, so the virgin they want to sacrifice is Anya Taylor-Joy, and somehow it just ends up that... Alba this is all we can find, I'm sorry. I got an idea. He has a daughter. Before we get into the notes here, I've got an idea. Okay, you okay. brought up Michael Sarah, you brought up Anya Taylor-Joy. Here's an idea. Anya. Anya Taylor-Joy. My apologies. So this is the one that they want to sacrifice. They want to get her... Right, mm. and I want to say in like yeah, a Igor bringing the damaged goods Igor! way. Igor, Igor, go ahead and watch Young Frankenstein. It's Igor. <laughs> Young Frankenstein is way over fucking. It's it's a great movie. Don't Chris. start. Diluted. Do not start. Chris, do not adaptation. Start. It's Igor. Igor. It's Igor. It's Igor. Thank Igor. you. Igor. 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 It's also Frankenstein. I don't know if you guys heard that, but I slapped his arm. <laughs> it's two against... Chris, it's two against one here. It's fucking Igor. It's Sorry, Igor. Fuck a bag of dicks. I got Mel Brooks on my side. Sorry. Uh-uh. Fuck Mel Brooks! Chris? <laughs> Chris? Chris? Jeez. Chris? Yeah. Do, do, you like, do you like your penis? No, I hate it, actually. Oh, good, because I'll surgically remove it. Fantastic, thank you. With a sledgehammer. Wonderful. Let's do it. No? Okay. I will. I will. I am not part of this conversation. So what I'm saying, what I'm saying is we have some guy. Uh, we can we can we can cast him at some point, but we have okay. some guy and he's like, I'm sorry, this is not the virgin you wanted. This is all we could find, and they drag Michael Sarah in in a gimp costume. Hold up, hold up, hold right? up. Right? And um, even the even the guy that is looking for a virgin to sacrifice goes, nah, fuck that. Toss that out of here. <laughs> Wait, this wait, is the wait, 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 wait. He survives. Can we add Woody Allen into it? 
Woody Allen. Just have him like, yeah, to have him kind of like somewhere. Not this fucker again. <laughs> like he's part of the cult. Like no, not him. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you want Woody Allen to be one of the cult members? Yes. I want Nicholas Nicholas Holt to be one of the uh, cult members. The kid, the guy from Warm Bodies. Oh yes, yes. We can have him be the Gopher guy though. That's what yeah. Wait a minute. Isn't that the same guy that's currently in uh, Renfield? If I'm not. Yeah, I believe yes. he's in Renfield. I don't know. Yes, I didn't he, watch no, that he shit. Is Ren, You're not going to watch that Renfield. shit either. It's a Nicolas Cage movie. I know you. I don't fuck with Nicolas Cage. Chris, Chris he is Renfield. He is Renfield. So he's not just yes. in Renfield. He is Renfield. Yes. Oh, good for him. Good Probably for a step him. up from acting. Uh, Expand your shit, but like either way, fuck. Nicolas Cage fucking sucks. No, he doesn't. Jesus. Sometimes. She hates everybody, though. You have terrible... Yeah, People exactly. People have stupid faces. You haven't got a valid... You can't say that. People have stupid faces. You hate everybody. I have just gotten to the point where I feel like you hate everybody. It doesn't matter if they put out good work. I'm it's just like... You know, I can't watch you because I want to punch your face. And I can't watch you because... I swear, you must go to for your friends all the time. You know, honestly, if I wasn't working with them, I'd punch Chris in the face. You know, I swear. Honestly? I swear. You, I have, like, these... Like, intrusive daydream thoughts about... Uh-oh. Like, what would happen <laughs> if I just punched you in the face right now? So basically, after, after this episode, Miss like, B will be it's recording It's not because fumble. you're pissing me off. It's not because, like, I have any kind of, like, animosity towards you. But, like, what would happen if I just punched you in the face? So you just have that... It's not it's that people... It's an intrusive thought! There you go. It's not that people have punchable faces. You just want to punch people in the face. <laughs> I want to so know So basically, wait. Wait, time out. So basically, what I've gathered from this is after this episode, everybody... Uh, Miss B will be recording from her bedroom. As <laughs> <laughs> simple as that. Chris is never going to go pick her up again. Oh. Well, I mean, maybe after getting punched in the face. I, I mean, have self-control, guys. Okay. I haven't punched plenty of people in the face. Have you? Yet. Okay. I'm just... I'm worried about the one day where, <laughs> where you do. I got just, my... I got my punch in when I shoved the fucking cake in your face. That was fun. You hurt Can your head. Michael Myers? <laughs> Go back on our podcast. Go back on our <laughs> podcast website. It was my birthday episode. Her birthday. We got her a cake. Two cakes. One that she could eat and one specifically she to could smash in face. my face. And I fucking shoved. She didn't just... <laughs> she hauled off and Mike Tyson flattened me with the cake. Just whack. <laughs> I was blowing chunks of icing out of my nose for two days. It was just up there. Ah. <laughs> no, I'm so, sorry. Okay. I didn't can even have a, up your nose. Can, just, your face was there. My Michael cake Myers was there. What? Michael Myers? And yeah. I had to go as so hard I, as I could. Mike Myers, you know, Austin Powers, can we have him as one of the cult members? Ah, yes. As like the elderly cult member. Absolutely. What if we had him and Woody Allen as the two elder, elder cult members that are just bickering back and forth? Wait, hold up. Yes! What? I'm holding. Three Stooges style shit. Three Stooges? So, those two being goofy, and then Skeet Ulrich as the, the, the fucking, like, sane person. So he's like the Mo? The, yeah. 
Skeet Ulrich as the Mo yep. between Mike Myers yep. and Woody Allen. Yep. I I hate it's it so g- much that I love it. Right. I hate it so much that I love it. I really Skeet Ulrich. <laughs> I do. You can't go wrong with him. Oh, okay. I can see that. I can see this. Just I don't think Ulrich Skeet gets or enough. Ulrich? Ulrich, I believe. Okay. I don't know. I believe it's Ulrich. But Ulrich. I will pronounce I, I, it. I, I, no, wait, wait, wait. C'est la vie. I'm a little because Okay, look, I love this actor that I'm about to mention, but can we have him as the fuck-up who brings Michael Sarah in as, like, this is all I could get? Henry Cavill. Yes! Because he, everything he does is, like, Absolutely. But then this one time, this one time, he's like, this is all I could find. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Just, I have no idea. I'm sorry. Make it, like, Henry Cavill is legally blind. Like, legally blind in the movie so he can't physically see what they want and so these two were very close together so uh, Anya Taylor-Joy and Michael Cera were very close together but he couldn't quite focus and he ended up grabbing no, Michael no, no. Cera instead no don't, no, don't make him legally blind give him severe ADHD just ADHD alright no, like, like super like ADHD disorder. Severe. Okay. Like, like he's like he's like he's like he knows that he's like I know I have to grab somebody but I can't remember who and he's like bouncing back and forth and he's like fuck it you'll do. Okay. Michael Sarah in drag. I fucks with it. Michael Sarah in drag. What do you think? Basically, Michael Sarah yeah, in drag wearing almost the same outfit with I a wig I'm on losing... that almost makes his hair look the same as hers. I think I'm losing like. Plot context? Uh, I don't think we have I, I, a plot I anymore. A I don't think we have a plot anymore. So it's a satanic cult that can't find a virgin. Okay. And apparently the cult, the entire cult, falls in love with the idea of this gentleman who is a bad boy, who is Idris Alba, who to this point is just a bad boy standing to the side. We haven't fucking done anything with him yet. <laughs> no, he's, he's trying to... No, there. Put him like, he's trying to he's save Michael Sarah because he's just trying to stop the cult in general. What if Idris Elba literally does nothing in the movie? Right. Literally <laughs> does nothing. <laughs> He's just going about his day-to-day life. And the cults just are like... <sighs> They're completely enamored with him, but he is essentially a background he's, he's, character he's the entire this, movie. Like, That's why they're sa- fucking, trying like, to find the virgin to sacrifice. So they can get his attention. Oh. They're sacrificing it for him. Wait, hold up. So he's he's got this, like, siren-level unspoken attraction that like it's magnetic what if unintentionally what if this particular satanic cult every text that they have is spot on the pictures of satan himself are spot on idris elba so this is why they fall for him he's just wandering around clueless he is just a normal fucking human being but all these texts show that (laughs) this is satan right here (laughs) i love it He's a regular dude. Basically, like, you see him throughout the movie just doing regular stuff. He isn't. He doesn't really. Like, talk you, know, you, watch, you watch him walk into a Walmart, come out with like bags of shopping, just, just minding his own business. Yeah, just doing day to day. Gets on his motorbike, rides off. You know, just goes home. Just regular day to day shit. Just regular shit that you would just do every. He has nothing to do with anything else other than the fact that he doesn't interact with anybody. We have to give it this, though. In terms of, like, payment for each cast member, he has to get the biggest cut for doing the least amount of work. 
Here's what we want to do. We want to pay you the most, but have you do nothing. We just yeah, want to film you just, doing just, different things throughout your life during the day. Yeah, we just look at it. We just go, this entire film, you don't speak. All we're going to do is film you as you. Doing mundane shit. Right? Just ignore the camera, pretend just it's exists. not even there, just go about your day-to-day life. Right? So it'll be ha- it'll be like a sneaky documentary on his everyday day, uh, day life. Just... <laughs> Yes. But based to the premise of a satanic cult worshipping him and uh, trying to sacrifice virgins in his name. So you're just, yes. we're, we're just, you're just a normal guy we think is Satan. Right. So nothing. Don't worry about it. And he doesn't know anything about it. Just nothing. I want to say like... He's completely oblivious. He's oblivious they didn't even that. come to him with the pitch of the film. They just like, listen, we've got a film. This is what we want you to do in it. Don't worry about the rest. You'll see the film when it comes out. And then, like, fast forward to him actually watching the film, like, wait, this is... Really? (laughs) (laughs) Just have him completely oblivious to everything that's going on about this movie. He wasn't even aware he was part of it. So I... Like, like, they they do a... Like, what's it called? They do, like, the Game of Thrones thing, where, you know, how someone was going to die, they don't give them the script till the, the day. So like, nobody knows how this person's going to die except for them. I want this movie to play... I think we've mentioned this kind of thing before. But I want this movie to play as jarring... Uh, two different stories, but with a completely jarring disconnect. All right. This, But this one can be three. Okay? So we have, an ex- we have one specific storyline that goes throughout the movie that is basically this brutal, just gory horror film. The second disconnect is that we're treating everything with Idris Alba, who has nothing to do with anything in this movie, completely fucking oblivious. as if it were other like, than the fact, other than the fact he looks like the devil, as if it was a straight up documentary on an ordinary man. That's what we're playing the whole Chris, Idris Alba part. Then we have the three elders, played by Mike Myers, Woody Allen, Skeet Ulrich, as almost slapstick comedy Three Stooges style. But there's cuts yes. in the movie. As the mo- as the thing progresses along until it kind of merges as one thing at the end, but everything else is just jarring cuts between brutal, g- bloody gore onto documentary onto slapstick comedy. <laughs> all right. So okay. you- I box with it. All right. What are, What are the director's notes? The director's notes say. That- I want I want the directors to be a combination of Zack Snyder and whoever the. Fuck directed RRR. RRR? You know you have a phone. Look it up. I. Look it up while I tell you the actual director's notes, which is what he was asking about. (laughs) Yes. Because you ducked in with let's throw directors at this shit. I am lazy. (laughs) You are lazy. You're going to make me look it up, aren't you? I'm going to make Tom look it up. Well, I'm already in here. Why are you going to make. I'm not looking up. You're going to look it up first? Who gets there first? No, I'm not gonna look it up. You're not gonna look it. Just leave it to Chris. No, just, just do exactly. it. Exactly. That's what you're here for. Uh, looks like the name is SS Rajamoli. Rajamoli. Yeah. Okay. R A J A M O U L I. Rajamoli. Hey, go ahead. Leave us a message if I'm butchering the pronunciation of that, which I'm pretty fucking sure I am. Likely. So, our director's notes. Can we give the main character, in this case, Idris Elba, a split personality? Yes! 
I want. Okay. Sorry. Holy I got a little shit. too excited about that. Like, you, you, you see that you went from like not registering. I got registering. a little too excited about that. You were so cocking so low at the beginning, you weren't registering. Now you're literally growing out people's <laughs> wait, speakers. Wait, wait, His I personality his, I want his is why they also think he's the devil. something like fucking super timid and fucking oh. like Michael Sarah ass fucking shit. Oh, what? So his al- <laughs> so Idris Elba's like alternate personality. Okay. Is Michael Sarah? His alternate personality, like his timid ass. Oh God, I just spit out my so gum. You- oh, oh, we'll so find the gum later. I, I was I was <laughs> I, I was thinking I was thinking more. His split personality is why they think he's the devil. Like it's genuinely like he pulls some satanic shit when he has his little switch moments. I think like, I would... Oh my god, it's our Lord and Savior! Oh. So his his switch moments, the the demon demonic fucking like spooky They think he's possessed by the devil. So I, I've got like alternate personality moments. I've got this idea. Is Michael Sarah's voice. I kinda can I can oh, I actually god, with no. his because god, I kinda no. liked what he was saying, but I yeah, have a, a twist on that idea. So we're talking about doing documentary style. We're showing him doing absolutely mundane, everyday oh, so things, like the right? Taking a Deborah Logan. And we want we want him to have a split personality. And he said, "Split personality is Satan." So what if the entire movie you're seeing this documentary style stuff of him doing regular, everyday shit, but on the end and the during the credits. You're seeing what happens directly after those scenes where whatever mundane thing he was doing leads directly into him using that mundane thing in some satanic fashion. I love it! <laughs> like like you see him you see him in the kitchen cooking and then it stops and, and then the you see him, you see him there sacrificing a chicken, just like right. cutting it open. Exactly. And I Shalom, what the fuck is up? Let's put it into fucking film. Sa- sacrificing Sacrificing a chicken while in the background, some guy is just in a little dog cage on the floor, just ah, get me ah. out, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, just yeah, perfect. Box with it. Right. So the end credit scenes show him being the actual satanic person they believe he is, but at some point they're convinced in the movie that but he's just some ordinary guy, and they off. were sacrificing a virgin yeah. for no reason. Plays it off the entire <laughs> really until the like devil. after, like the the, the the entire end scene. The I want it to be a, an unsatisfying ending scene. Like, abruptly, these guys realize that this guy is not Satan, that he's just some ordinary guy, and then the end scene is literally just everybody going, oh, fuck, our entire lives has been a joke? Okay, I killed all for, these people for, for what? Some and then reason, you just walk away. For some reason, I want, I want a scene of, like, all the cults out the credits. No, I, I want a scene at some point of all the cults <laughs> out in the room and then you've got Shalto sitting on like a throne, just rubbing his middle finger and his thumb together while he's like eating grapes, watching like one of those old style box TVs, and it's yes. just got Idris Elba on it. Like, like it's the room's dark. It's just the light from the TV, and he's just kind of like staring at it, like almost seductively, just kind of like watching. Like, yeah, yeah, that's right. You you cut that chicken, you know, shit like that. Because obviously, we barely spoke about Shalto right now. We barely spoke about him. Right. We actually have barely, so we need to have him in because he's one of the main characters. So you have to have him doing some shit. And well, this is why I'm like, cult. have him doing that seductive look. Have him doing that seductive look. Like, mm. what? You know, I kind of like. I was just, what are you doing? Are you okay? Growl. Growl. That's a, oh, okay. I was, 
I was just trying to figure that out. I didn't know if you were growling or just making a commentary that we were being growling. I love it! Just like, I'm snoring, man. <sighs> he, make, he, he makes that, that growl while watching Idris Elba. What if... Uh, what if... What if uh, I'm going to say his name again. Charlotte? 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 I keep going... Charlotte. 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 And you're, you're the one that had a drink. I didn't have any. Look at your, look at your foot... Look at your foot and say shall toe. Shall toe. I shall toe. So what if Idris Elba and Charlto were two the same but completely opposite? So Charlto has everything to do with the movie but still doesn't speak. Yes. Basically he's directing the flow of the entire movie, but he doesn't speak at all. He's, he's completely the involved, doesn't behind speak. Everything. Idris Elba is the other end of it. Where he has nothing to do with the movie at all, but and still being speak. manipulated, right? Technically, we we think he doesn't have anything to do with the movie. We play and it he's off still that being way. Manipulated by Shalto indiscreetly, and so the interactions are you're just seeing like for Idris Elba oh, any so interaction, that any interaction that he had they have with with um, Idris Elba is basically him walking through the shot that he had just done. Yep. Except for they're trying to interact with him and he doesn't even know they're fucking there. <laughs> can can we add a scene in to it? For for Woody Allen specifically, so when when Michael Sarah's like chained up, ready to be sacrificed somewhere, like because they're still trying to find, they're still trying to sort this out. Can we just get a scene where Woody Allen runs in, grabs him by the collar and goes, Where's my fucking Twinkies? Just bring a bit of zombie land into it, just just a smidge. That's you, that, okay. You're thinking of Woody Harrelson. You're. Oh shit! No, oh, no. fuck it, still. We're okay. You're thinking, you're thinking Woody, Woody Harrelson. Harrelson from. Ah, fuck that up. But still, yeah. Can we can we add that in then? We're, you're just gonna Woody have Woody Harrelson, Woody Harrelson come in as the cult interrogator. Basically, I mean, he can join in. Yes. I don't. Fu- I, I don't fucking that's, mind. The whole... That's my fuck up. I hold my hand up and say fuck he... up because I meant Woody Harrelson <laughs> this entire time. Hold on. He he's a. Woody Allen is the country singer. Woody Allen. I know, I fucked up. I fucked Woody up. Woody Allen isn't a country I'm singer. Sorry. What are you talking about? Woody <laughs> Allen is the li- little Jewish director that does all those comedies. He's he's the Jewish guy with the glasses, kind of half balding. He he uh he did like Annie Hall. He did uh, Okay, wait. gotcha. Mia Farrow, you I was wondering why you were talking about Woody Allen. Wow. Woody Harrelson is the guy that fucks with Twinkies. Yeah, Woody Harrelson is the other guy. Yeah, yeah from Natural Born Killers. Met Woody, and, I've but met Woody I, Harrelson you know what? I'm not gonna lie. Time. I didn't know what I, I was talking I, about before. Yeah, I have met Woody Harrelson this entire time. So can we just, just remove Woody Allen from it and put Woody Sorry. Harrelson in? I've already, I've already, we're leaving Woody Woody Harrelson in there just because I've already got the Mike Myers. <laughs> He's already Woody got Allen committed. And, it, Mike okay, and having fine, fine. Skeet Ulrich in the middle just being tortured by these two. <laughs> Fine, but we still need Woody Harrelson to come in and fucking I, like Twinkies. Like I was saying, use Woody Harrelson as the the core, the basically the satanic cults uh, interrogator. But I want him to have a, I want him to have an issue. The only way they can convince him, the only way they can convince him to interrogate anybody is if to, they convince him that that person stole his Twinkies. <laughs> I love it. So that's how they get them to interrogate him. No, 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 no. It becomes though. Okay, have you, has any of you guys seen Inglorious Bastards? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? I did plenty no. of fucking TikToks no. about that episode, no. about that movie. No, the scene where the Jew comes out with the baseball bat. Eli Roth. The bear. That's that, yeah. 
No, but that's that's Woody Harrelson, and the Nazi in the replacement is Michael Sarah, and they basically said he's got your Twinkies, so he's coming out of this dark hallway, banging the bat against the wall, just like <laughs> my Twinkies. <laughs> oh, I love! I actually love that. That sounds fucking fantastic. I could, I, I'd pay for, that. I'd pay to see just that scene. Siri, I know you would. I don't care That's about the rest I of the movie. I want that scene right there. You know, everything else. We can do anything else around. His whole, his whole shtick. The only reason he joined the cult was because they offered him a Twinkie. <laughs> right. And I wanted to be a running joke between all the cult members. Like when they know they've got to interrogate somebody, they're like, "Okay, who has to steal his Twinkies this time?" Because if he figures it out, remember, Joe got his ass kicked the last time. When he interrogated no, somebody, no. then they found out, wait. you know. Wait, wait, wait. Put Will Smith in, all beaten black and blue, be like, look what happened to Will last time they stole his Twinkies, and Will's just there, like, just oh, swollen. swollen face, like, what, you know, no, 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 make it Chris Rock. <laughs> look what happened last time, and then they show fucking Will Smith. No, no, but see, no, but see, Chris Rock fucking managed to... to Got like, his like, fucking face back the fuck out of... Well, yeah, man. and he fucking handled it like a champ. Exactly, that's what the joke is. You have Chris Rock no, holding his no. face, <laughs> fucking like, oh, what are they fucking doing? And then, like, he points over, and it's Will Smith. <laughs> well done. Well done. I'm not, I'm Eight out of ten. No, wait, 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 wait. No, okay, fine. Screw Will Smith and Chris Rock in this, because otherwise we're just going to get in that whole argument of... <laughs> I don't want to do that. No, 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 no. Okay. All right, we've got to put somebody else in the situation. Tom Holland! Okay. He's there with an absolutely swollen face, because he's the one who last stole Woody Harrelson's Twinkies to get somebody interrogated, and Woody Harrelson figured it out that it was Tom Holland, and that's what happened last time. Okay. He's there, fucking black and blue, like he's just got fucked up. I got like a ha- like a, a split second cut where you you go you, you first go to him where he's got his face all mangled, and then there's just this split second cut where you see Tom Holland's face, then a Twinkie hit the floor, then a fist fly, and Tom Holland's surprised just before it connects. Well, I, I was thinking more <laughs> a baseball bat, remember? Because the whole thing. Did, did, or the the, the, the uh, scene cuts away a split second before the baseball connects with his head, and then you just hear, oh, and then just his face. <laughs> you just see yes, his face. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. Just this whimpering cry with a bat connecting to the side of its head. So, so, so it's like, so like a dog crying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So... I think that's pretty good. I, I mean, where are we going to lead this? I have no idea. At this point, it's just like a chaotic fucking... It's a mess. What? I mean, it doesn't have to be... Everyone dies at the end. Everybody dies at... I just... I, I. That's why I was saying the unsatisfying ending, where everybody literally walks away with it in his head that ev- that we just wasted our lives. We, we've been we've been sacrificing yes. people, for, <laughs> and we wasted our lives. Sacrificing people left. When in actuality, they didn't waste their lives. He, he is Satan. They we, just we, we need to have somebody who was loyal to it to the end. Like everyone else, kind of gave up. But we gotta have one. The one person who nobody believed. Like he was like the lowest of the low in the terms of the hierarchy of this cult, and he's the only one who's like I still believe Idris Elba's the devil. <laughs> just one. And I think, and I think, 
Ooh. Oh, ah, uh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, he fuck. He's he's in a lot of uh, Adam Sandler movies. Wait there. There's uh, a lot of people that are in all the Adam Sandler movies. Andy Samberg. He's also no, 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 no. I don't know, yeah. but I fucks with Andy Samberg. I'm Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. Okay, I still believe he exists. Well, because we have to have a reason for a sequel, right? Yeah, he's the only one who's committed that it's the devil's thing. But the reason is the only one. I'm here for The it. reason why I, sh- I say that everybody should just walk away thinking that, oh, God, we've been wasting our lives. This is not the person who we thought he was. Because they had that whole old saying, yeah. the greatest trick the devil ever played is to convince the world he doesn't exist. Yep. And what if that's his thing? But he likes to see these Shelley. satanic w- cults. Right. Well, he doesn't know that this guy still believes, but he he just convinced an entire satanic cult to disperse by the end of the movie. I know, but that quote wasn't by that, that wasn't said by Steve No, that wasn't Buscemi. said by Steve Buscemi. I was saying that Okay. The, I had mentioned the end because Spoiler. if everybody's like walking we're, we're spoiling what? We're spoiling a movie that's never going to get made. <laughs> uh, <laughs> spoiling a movie you that's already been made. What are you talking about? What? Are you so, are you off in some other world here? The best, uh, the, the, the 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 best trick that the devil <sighs> ever played was convincing the world that he doesn't exist. No, that was just that, that's just a, that's a, a quote from a movie. Okay, uh, I believe that <laughs> that Steve Buscemi played in that it he is, didn't quote that, that that quote didn't come from him. It's actually a a, a very old quote by a, a man called Charles uh, Charles Bald. Baudelaire? Baudelaire. Charles Baudelaire. My apologies. I know that name too, and my brain just went... Um, So it may have been in a movie at some point, but that's what I was talking about. Are you kidding me? Mr. Pink, Mr. Black, Mr. White. Reservoir Dog. Thank you! You knew what I was talking about. I didn't want to blurt it out. I think you were having trouble blurting it out. That's why you were starting to name characters. <laughs> I, I know all the colors of the rainbow. If I just start shouting them out by calling them Mister, he'll understand what I'm talking about. Pretty just, much. <laughs> Eventually, he'll. My brain it is farting, but I knew that it was a quote from a movie. Well, it was definitely no, uh, no, no. I don't, uh, oh no, it wasn't. Rep- 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 wait, 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 wait. By the end uh, of the film, uh, and they have oh, interest oh, Elba. By, by, no, by the end of the film, is like the whole fucking cult is dispersed. Can we have Idris Elba like walk into the into the satanic church? Like, ah. And then just Steve Buscemi's just there on his knees being like, I knew it was you the, the movie, entire time, my lord. The movie you're thinking of <clears throat> is when they're describing Kevin Spacey yes, playing thank you, Kaiser fuck. Sose yes, in, yes, yes, in, yes, in yes, The yes. Unusual Suspect. Thank you. Or The Usual Suspect. Dogs, unusual Suspects. Well, thank fucking you. I mean, the usual suspects and, and Reservoir Dogs have similar gangster feels to them, so I understand what you're saying. But uh, yeah, that was that was uh, Reservoir was, Dogs. Was, ah! was, was was Steve Buscemi in? Steve Buscemi was in, in, in Reservoir in, Dogs. He was so, in Reservoir Dogs, but was he when he was usual, not the in the suspects? Usual Suspects? No. Okay. That was not him. I don't. So, I'm not sure so who you thought. My so. brain farted, but you're, you said the thing, so, and then. My brain went to that, and I, I know I, who I, you're I, thinking of, and and his name's. I'm uh, not tipsy at all. You're you're not thinking Bullshit. Kevin Spacey. You're thinking I was not thinking Kevin this Spacey. guy right here. You were thinking Kevin Pollock. Okay, who yeah. was in that movie? Kevin Spacey's also Kevin in that movie somewhere. 
but Kevin Pollock was the guy that you were thinking of. Because, uh, I mean... Okay, I, so, so listen. Yes. So by the end of the film, can we have Idris Elba walking into the Satanic Church and then Steve Buscemi's just kind of there on his knees? He's like, I knew it was you the entire time, my lord. And then just Idris Elba just like one hands him across the face and just knocks his head clean off. Yes. Sounds good. Absolutely. I think that... uh I think that the idea, though, I, I like that saying. I think the idea of him basically ignoring them to the point the that he convinces an entire satanic cult that he didn't exist. Yes, I think that him convincing the entire satanic cult, except Steve Buscemi, that he didn't exist, was the whole point. Like basically, that's why he kills Steve Buscemi at the end because he's like, no, you was all supposed to like give up. You was all supposed to give up. I mean. The whole idea, though, is that they're going to hell anyway for all the shit they did. Yeah. Now he's convincing that they didn't exist. So when they go about their lives trying to correct all the shit that they had done, they didn't. Re- they didn't get down there. It's a whole cosmic joke on them. Like I convinced you I didn't exist after all that shit you did, and I made you give up your faith in me. Ha 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 ha! And he's like, now guess what? Mm-hmm. If you if you had Wait. stayed, the joke is if they had stayed committed. They would have earned their place in hell with him. Instead, Steve Buscemi earned his place and got sent there immediately. Bye. Uh, I've got got a little twist on it that I want to put in it. And I want to steal this from the uh, TV show Lucifer. Okay. So, you know, if you've seen Lucifer, you know that Lucifer and Michael are twins. Yes. Can we, like, put in a second Idris Elba playing Michael... And, like, he's standing outside the satanic church in, like, all white. Like, the white equivalent of what Idris Elba's wearing. And he's just looking at him, like, seriously, brother. No, no. What if, what if we did it as a... What if we don't do it as a play? You remember the old movie uh, Twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger and yes. Danny DeVito? Idris Elba yeah. and Michael Sarah. I mean, right there. There you go. You got Idris Elba, and then technically Danny DeVito, the reason why they had him is he was all the refuse <laughs> from the original trial. Basically, he became the... Yeah baby that got all the bad stuff. That's why you have Idris Elba and Michael Sarah. Okay. Okay. I'm okay with that. So. <laughs> or you could have like, you were supposed We wait, have wait, Michael Sarah look at look at Idris like you were supposed to help me out. Like four days ago. <laughs> wait. Instead of Michael Sarah, hang on. What's okay. his fucking name? You don't know? Hang Elijah on, Wood? hang on, I'm looking it up. No? Okay, you're hang looking on. it up. I'm hanging Fucking sick. There's only so long I can hang Rob on. Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. I'm okay with that, yeah. Rob I'm Schneider, okay. Because okay. we, we already killed him as a virgin, right? Michael Sarah, so I'm. Yeah, like, uh, uh, I'm, I'm over Michael Snare. Snare? I can do words sometimes. We I'm have not killed waiting. him in almost every one. Exactly, okay, so. That's the rule. That is the whole rule. Polar opposite is going to be Rob film. Schneider. Okay. I was either there for that or, or like I was or saying, David Elijah Wood. No, I'm Elijah okay Wood with Rob Schneider. No! But yes. No, I, I'm, yes. A, I'm okay with Rob Schneider. Okay, we'll stay with Rob Schneider. <laughs> it's like, no, but yes. No, but yes. But yes. <laughs> All right. I need to cut Rob Schneider just playing Michael. Okay, we're going to be... Well, I guess... Yeah. I know we are running a little late today. Yeah, we, we had so much to do regarding talking about this. This was a really great fucking discussion, but it's unfortunate. I got to cut off and 
kicked the fuck out. Well, that being said... Pitter goddamn patter. No, we... we, we Drink some fucking water, you thirsty bitches! That's what you're supposed to do. Pitter patter! Pitter patter, fine. Pitter patter. Get right at her. Tip, 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 tip.